episode of Who Gives a Hoot? Do we still do this podcast? It's been what? I guess we did a live one. It just didn't save. Yeah, thank you to the four people that listened. All right, the four people that engaged and listened. If if it didn't, uh, you weren't engaged, you missed uh, J-Mims. Bobby. Bobby. Murphy. Peter. uh, Peter. And Jimmy Spreadsheets. And Jimmy Spreadsheets. Second best goalkeeper. From Queens. From Queens. On the Union Omaha staff. So, um, we we actually have some news this time since last time we recorded. Quite a bit of news. Yeah. So, let's uh, let's get into the signings. Yeah, so um, the first one, because we had a Twitter question from Patrick Walsh um, about, about Yoskar, which was a pretty exciting academy signing. Yeah. First, first ever academy signing. He was on the that first academy team that went down to the tournament. Yeah, right? he was one of the first people ever to wear the Union Omaha crest, uh, shield. I, I, if Jeff Kaufman's listening, he'll correct me. He'll correct us many times. Many times. Um, but played in that tournament, we Jay sent a bunch of kids from all over Iowa and Nebraska down to. Yeah. It did extremely well against a bunch of established academy sides. And... Should have been our uh, indication of how good of a coach Jay Mims is. Well, yeah, I mean, you take kids from all over the place and throw them together. But, you know, that was a bunch of high schoolers, and we still hadn't seen him coach pro yeah. locally. So that, with Yoskar coming on, um, saw him at the uh, the friendly against uh, Bellevue. Bellevue, yeah. And he looked good. He's needs some physicality work, but I mean, anybody who's seventeen playing against college age or pro, yeah, like grown men. Yeah, I mean, there was there were grown men out there. They there were the, the keeper. He was on the uh, he was on the far post on a corner, and the keeper's twenty four years old. Yeah, a full seven years older than him. Uh, twenty four years old from Australia. Uh, didn't get your name, keeper from Bellevue, but you seemed like a solid dude. And yes, you will get signed someday. He will. Um, Patrick asked, so we're kind of giving our thoughts a little bit, but he wanted to know specifically what it means for the state, what we think that means for the state of Nebraska. I mean, I can't speak for Nebraska. (laughs) Fair. Uh, But we, I I think definitely for the Metro as a whole and the overall soccer communities that fit into that Union Omaha footprint, it's huge. Uh, It's the thing that's been promised to youth uh, around the area is that there is now a pathway to pro in the metro, not just going to your semi-pro bug eaters or your NPSL sides or your USL2 over at the Menace. Like, this is a pro side signing kids locally. Well, and I, I think it's important that they grabbed a kid out of Lexington. Um, you know, they, the community there, they embrace soccer. You have a strong Hispanic community in Lexington, that Tri-City area. I, th- I think that they're, it was important for them to have somebody from that area to not only – they could have signed a kid from Omaha. They could have signed a kid from Lincoln. But to grab somebody from the middle of the state I think was important. Well, it's especially big because he's first-generation American. His father is from Guatemala, had coached down there founded one of the the club programs in Lexington and it's amazing no it, it's really success of how 
well Nebraska can do when it embraces the communities that come here and how I'm excited to see what he does for the team and what he does with his career going forward because assigned to an academy contract means that he can still play collegiately um, playing with Union Omaha means that he could attend Bellevue for free. Yeah. Like, he, he's got a great pathway there. It's interesting, and I've only heard it because, of course, college football dominates things, but with that, the um, name, image, likeness stuff that passed, how much does this impact those guys then with, because technically you don't have to be an amateur. You can get paid to do certain things. Can you be on a pro contract and play for Iowa Western now? I mean, I know it's an academy contract, but... You, with Iowa Western, since they're not NCAA, uh, could play pro before and then go there. Uh, But this doesn't limit him on his NCAA options because he's... While it sounds horrible, he's not being paid to play. Right. But he's still playing professionally. Yeah. And he he gets the exposure. You know, Patrick also asked... What kind of impact can he have in the field? I don't know that we're going to see Oscar in the field too much. I mean, I think we're going to maybe get subs here and there. October. Yeah, October games. I think uh, NCFC, considering how they've been playing lately, that seems like a game where you get him in for 15 I mean, minutes. I'd love to see our 17-year-old score against their 15-year-old. That'd be awesome. But we're not the first team that's thrown a 17-year-old academy kid on the bench. No. We won't be. I mean, Greenville's done it. I mean, as you mentioned, NCSC, they're half academy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much why they moved down, was to save money and have an academy team. Yeah. And, I mean, it's funny because the average age of their U23 squad is older than the average age of their League One squad. <laughs> of their quote-unquote senior team? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean... I. I think the impact really for him comes from what we just talked about of being the first Nebraska kid to be signed to an academy contract. In the state of Nebraska. In the state of Nebraska. Have the chance to get a full pro contract eventually, depending on how his career goes. And the opportunity to train with those guys. I mean, we're number one team in the league right now, top of the table. Yeah. Um, You're going against one of the best defenses in all of USL. I mean, we're recording this on Tuesday the 17th and as of the result earlier this evening uh, Chattanooga Chattanooga versus North Texas uh, we are still top of the table that's right but let's uh, let's get into the second signing that we we have full blown international so uh, uh, Ricky Rivera yep Puerto Rico Puerto Rican international had played in the Centura League in yeah, whatever the, Quintera League yeah, in, whatever in Spain. Third, third or fifth, I there have been some. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, you got you got to translate words. Sometimes. Well, no, um, I, I've seen third division more frequently. However, I believe Union Omaha's press release said fifth division. Oh well, the team that was now I'm going off Wikipedia, which yeah. God help us all, but. Uh, based on Wikipedia, that team lists themselves as third division, so okay. that's where I got it from. Okay, so I mean, I, I'm more willing to give him a third division coming to third division U.S. Yeah. Um, he, as he is Puerto Rican, he does not take up an international roster slot. Yeah, that's amazing. Which, that's huge, because while he can compete at an international level, as he did scoring four goals for Puerto Rico in World Cup qualifying... Oh, yeah, we gotta talk about those. Um, he still fits into our roster, and we still have 
believe, two international roster slots open right. uh, to sign guys who won't need, uh, as the window closes, won't need an ITC. Uh, Does that include that we still don't know if Sosa got the, I be- got the I believe exemption or whatever? I believe at this point it would have gone through. I know okay. it, or I'm pretty sure it was with league approval. Right. At that point, uh, I think it had already gone through federation level. Okay, so that gives us two then. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so his goals, first of all, he scored in every way possible Yep. in the World Cup qualifying. Most impressive to me, just because two of the other teams they played aren't like cock-a-calf powerhouses by any means, but he scored against Trinidad, Yeah. which, I mean, they knocked the U.S. out of the World Cup. Yeah, the last qualifying round. They they have you know. been a very solid squad, right. and we've had guys look at that team and look at um, No Concacaf and be like, Trinidad is one of those teams that just churns out good oh, players. Yeah. yeah, I mean they have guys. I mean I think every level of US at this point well, they have guys internationally like. You know, going Europe internationally, obviously it's international for them in the U.S., but... Well, uh, Tyler David um, was working on his Trinidadian passport because his father was a Trinidadian international. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And, and, uh, that's awesome. So that that's one, one tie-in there for, you know... For us, cons- yeah. Considering where it, uh, Tyler David's father had played, he played against Pele with Johan Cruyff, uh, like... <laughs> It, rough, rough life. Yeah. Um, but that's when you're just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, hey, look at these legends. Well, Absolute legends. I mean, that that's definitely one where got, bringing a guy on like Ricky, who's 24, I believe. Yeah, 24. So uh, I mean, still relatively young. Yeah. Young, bringing him on as an alternate striker or a pairing striker. Yeah. Um, um, Chris Headley asked on my personal, I shared. Uh, Something on Facebook, and Chris asked if he thought we would see... Does Chris even follow the pod? I'm sure he does. All right. I don't know. He's been on a few times. So, <laughs> But he asked. Uh, he just asked me on my personal Facebook page if I thought we'd see Ricky start. And the only reason, and we've talked about this, and we'll preview a little bit, but I think because we may need Devin more physical in the midfield, yeah. I can see Ricky starting just to put him up top with Greg to, to allow Devin to drop back. Well, he's an unknown in this league. Right. I mean, honestly, putting an unknown player after Greg Hurst, this is his third season in the league, you have a benefit there. Well, and going against his former team, Greg's going yeah. against his former team, too. So, yeah, I mean, th- we this know they weekend, know how to mark but, him. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's what this weekend, if you can catch the number two team off guard after they just played, what was it, 100 minutes? I think that match ended up going. Yeah. Playing 100 minutes, they're tired. Throw a guy like Ricky on there that they're not used to seeing. Yeah. And he plays a different style than Greg, which is nice. So that'd be a good compliment. So, um, they, uh, the team, we talked off offline about our win streak or the unbeaten streak, I guess. Is, yeah. And whether or not we had matched or, or surpassed last season. And then the team must have, like, heard it in the ether. Because then they released and said, we've now been on a 10 uh, match unbeaten streak. Yeah, and I mean that's that's better than what we did last uh, last year, where what was it a nine match unbeaten to start the season, or was it a nine match at the end? I think it was eight to start because it was the best unbeaten start to a season, and then the nine matched like the longest 
that or close to the longest. Because I think right now, aren't we matched with where Lance wasn't Lansing hit ten? Uh, yeah, I believe that's so that's if we, where. If we win or draw on, um, if we win or draw on Saturday, then we will Ooh. be we will have the record for the longest unbeaten streak. We, we will have moved that up. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's just cool. I mean, not, not huge news, nothing we have to like break down or anything, but you know, we haven't lost since May, so. I mean, no big deal. No big deal. And um, we've only lost one match so far this season. Yeah, I mean, we're... Uh, a Wednesday away in the midst of our six-game yeah. away streak. I always say this, and it's not like a huge feat, but I just like to say it to my daughter because she's seven and it makes her excited. She has yet to go to a home game where they've lost, you know? <laughs> so she's like, woo! She thinks she thinks she's his good luck charm, so I'm not going to let that die down. Well, keep bringing Cora. Oh, yeah. No, she, we were going to. Yeah. She'll be there the 28th. Um, last bit of news. I... I threw this on here because uh, Parliament has worked with Football for the World, is working with Football for the World right now um, for a fundraiser for yep. them. Um, and we they, they partnered, Parliament's partnered with them, uh, with Pint9 for, yep. for uh, donations. But Football for the World and Rashid did a collaboration where they it looked like they sent a whole bunch of boots and other stuff over to Ghana. Yeah, to, uh, uh, to Rashid's childhood club. Yeah, amazing. So I mean that that's a huge thing where player pulling pulling together locally, getting donations, and, and contributing to send home to to grow soccer in his hometown, um, you know, halfway around the world. That, right. That's absolutely amazing. So um, Rashid up for goal or save of the save week. Save the week, yeah. Vote if you don't hear. Yep. Well, if you if you hear this before Friday, vote. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be over by then. But. But he's uh, definitely definitely earned his respect here in Omaha, and uh, I love to see him earning his respect globally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and shout out to Monica because when she was on, she talked about what, how she learned about football for the world and yeah. being in Africa at the time. So I think there's a, that special connection for her back to that yeah. continent. Um, so I think that meant a lot for her too. So yeah, yeah. So um, let's uh, do a quick review of the game that wasn't the game that wasn't the 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 forward madison match that ended in the 56th minute yeah something like 56 58 something like that Um, Uh, i wasn't there but uh some wicked lightning and uh stuff that came yeah i mean downtown omaha had rivers going through it that were moving cars so people were literally in elevators up to their necks in water it well was uh, that was people who went down to the basement to yeah. see how bad the flooding was. no yeah they were being stupid but yeah. they, they still were stuck in an elevator with yeah a bunch with of rising water, water. yeah well, not fun yeah no um like literally my worst fear yeah but dalton scored dalton scored beautiful header yeah it sucks that in the grand scheme of things it doesn't count but Count towards the fundraiser. So those of you that pledge, it does yep. count towards that. But um, guys were playing very well, very physical. Yeah, I thought so. Um, and it really was unfortunate that the game wasn't able to continue because the guys put left everything out on the field for that fifty some odd minutes. Um, how far is it past the seventieth or seven? How far? Seventieth minute. Okay. Um, is when you can call it. So we're like 12 to 15 minutes shy of that. And they, players, players took the field. Can you tell we're outside? (laughs) Uh, Players took the field again 
at 1130. Right, they were going to go back again at like 1220-ish, yeah. right? Yeah, so they were due to resume, be able, had enough time left to finish out the game uh, before the 1 a.m. hard cap that Sarpy County has for curfew because that's what happens when you play in the suburbs. Suburbs. <laughs> And at 12.02, maximum distance or minimum distance of lightning strike is five miles. Uh, And at 12.02, 4.9 miles away. That's that's just devastating. That that was rough because at this point, the entire game needs to be rebooked, which means putting it most likely in October when we already have an extremely condensed schedule. Especially, it's a lot. <laughs> Especially um, when it's a lot of uh, here and there. Like it's not like we have. Like, I mean, yes, our back end is loaded with home games, but it's not like October is straight home games. No. I mean, there are road trips in there. It, it's gonna be. It's not like we're just gonna be home for three weeks where we can throw another game in there somewhere. Well, and we have some of the toughest teams coming to play us. Yeah. I mean, we got Greenville coming here. We got Richmond coming yep. that month. Uh, we have North Texas again. Yeah, down there. It's the final uh, match of the season. Um, I'm pretty sure we played North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> what I've learned what I've learned is we don't want somebody to be coach of the month. Yeah. Because it just completely goes to shit after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that I just oh man, I was happy he got it because they did have a good July, but man, they got rough on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, my next bullet point was lightning ruins everything, because it really does. Yeah. Uh, unless you are a firebender. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Good avatar. Quote. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, pull well, there. I like that. Um. So, uh, looking at reschedule. Probably we'll midweek in sometime in October. Team just released uh, to the to the public that if you had tickets, you can either exchange them for another game or it sounds like maybe for the reschedule. The only game yeah. is not the 25th because we're not playing at Warner, it sounds like. Yeah, and that's why I think they didn't say that they would give those, credit those to the, the reschedule since that may not be able to be played at Warner. Yeah. So that that's baseball. the... Baseball. So um, let's talk about a game that actually happened. Yeah, Tucson. Uh, Tucson. Now, I'm gonna fully admit this on the podcast. I slept through the second half. Of course you did. Uh, yeah, it was it was a long day. Um, but I did get to see, uh, as the team said, OG scored for us. Yeah, OG. And honestly, that was gonna go in either way. Elma immediately behind, and we all know how dangerous Elma is that close to goal. Yeah. Like a guy for his height that can actually get up and get his head on the ball, he some he would have gotten something on that ball. Well, and I mean that was at his chest level. Yeah, like that would have just been turning his chest into it, and instead the defender did it for him. Well, and he was close enough that it, you don't have to worry yeah. about a touch; it's going to well, go in. And I also don't think that defender would have been there if Elma wasn't. No, yeah, no, so. definitely, I agree with that for sure. They 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 were worried about Elma. Um, I will say, not convinced we need him on the wing. Nope, I. I'm okay with Jay experimenting, especially against a team going to the next bullet point, or the third bullet point, against a team that we've never lost to and never drawn. Yeah. We're 5-0-0 against them. Experimenting against a team that you pretty much have their number. They're they're not a bad team. They're not. I just, there's like, something we just have their number. Like, I, I, I keep looking at them, and I'm like, they need, 
they should be doing better. They should um, be better than their record. Their their interim coach has really turned the turned the table for them. This is um, only two losses are to Omaha, right? Since he took over. Well, no, only one loss to Omaha since he took over. True, yeah, because they drew. Because um, yeah. he took over immediately after the after game. They lost to okay at home to us. So yeah, so. They, his only loss is to us. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah. He's definitely turned it around. I mean, there's just something about. And there's something about us playing in Arizona. I don't know. We just, I mean, we look all right down there. It's like a lot of our boys can handle the heat. Yeah, they've been around Greg a lot. That's oh, um, and of course JP feels at home down there. Yeah, so. I mean, thoughts uh, on how we played? I mean, I know, I know you've had conversations with uh, some people. There's not everybody that was enamored with the way the game played out. It, to me, it's if you watch. Bundesliga, EPL, uh, even you and I watching IX, like sometimes mid-season you go to on those road matches and it's like, I'm just going to go and hope for the best. And if we leave with a point, we leave with a point. But if we squeak a goal out, we squeak a goal out. And that's that's kind of how Jay threw guys out there so that people were rested and he, he experimented a little bit with the lineup. It is what it is. It's not always going to be pretty exciting football. No, and this was gritty. Oh, yeah. Like... This was a very gritty game that we handled ourselves very well, and Rashid Rashid earned man of that match. Oh that yeah, game. absolutely. Um, there was a lot of great distribution, a lot of great chances, but their defense was strong. When uh, when when Sheed is yeah, Golden Glove winner. This is a type of match you can point back to and go, look, he actually did something versus when Dallas J has won it in other seasons where his defense did it for him. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to see our defense make him not have to work. Oh, I agree. Yeah. But um, the stats today during the Chattanooga-North Texas game, he is at .677 GAA, yeah. and everyone else is above one. Yeah. No, I mean, we're, he, he easily has has it tied up right now as yeah. long as we stay on the same track that we're on he, he's conceded nine goals has five shutouts um he, he's tied with different goalkeepers for both of those but not, no one has the same as him so do we i was looking do we didn't get data dumped did we no okay uh ben went on vacation well i know he was tweeting about looking stuff up for it so i didn't know if he actually got it out or no. not because I'd be interested. The the thing I'd be most interested in is uh, is the XG. I will say, watching Bundesliga this weekend, because um, we were talking about it, I really like that when ESPN shows their graphics, that they talk about the XG. Yeah. Because um, it, it's just it now that Ben's talked about it enough, I feel like I understand it a little bit better. So when they show it, I'm like, oh, oh, this is how this makes sense. Um, so it's it's just interesting to see. I look. I fell asleep mostly because that game started at nine, and not because of how we were playing. I yeah. think I think they played well. We need gritty games where we're playing hard. We we need games like that moving forward because yeah. I mean, Madison's a good example. I think Saturday is going to be a physical match. It needs to be. It's going to be. So I mean, we just have to make sure we're we're paying attention to that. I uh, I think at this point. And the Tucson game was a good, gritty road win, but it was really a we need to rest ourselves against Chattanooga. 
say, one of those guys was wearing a helmet. Proud of him. Wow. <laughs> That's a rarity. In Iowa, for sure. Um, Do you want to... So, I, I mean, we've kind of talked about... Well, let's jump to the next one uh, yeah you want to talk about the Chattanooga match and then so get to some Twitter questions or do you want to do Twitter questions first uh, I mean let's let's do Twitter questions first okay. and then uh, we'll uh, we'll break into it alright so I'm just going to order how I took them so we, we threw it on Twitter we had like 10 questions which was pretty sweet uh, alright Mediocre Ace it's Ryan right Brian? Brian 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 sorry dude we sorry we messed that up um, you're Ace yeah Ace um, so his first question was, where else in the season do we predict? So we talked about experimental lineups. Where else do we think Mims may do that? Experiment with formations, lineups. NCFC. Yeah, that, those matches for sure. Um, maybe against that last Tucson game. Yeah. I, with that Madison one being rescheduled, depending on where we are and if we're sitting pretty at the top of the table, he may experiment with that, knowing that it doesn't mean as much as it would have when they actually was supposed to play. Yeah. Um, the other question he asked... Or one of the other questions with Greenville struggles, uh, who do we see as the remaining top four? So besides us and Chattanooga, who are the other two that would finish top four? That would. I mean, I think New England is giving a decent shout for that. This, this is the crazy part. They talked about this in the uh, the power rankings. Yeah. Depending on how certain games fall, Madison could go from being in ninth place to third place if they win their match against North Texas on Saturday. I mean, that's how much of a swing things could go right I, now. I honestly don't have a three and four. I'd like to say Greenville's still there. Um, Dallas J cut his hair, and we, we called this. It's, it's we, been happening. Samson. Yeah, it's it's a total Samson effect. It's uh, Nothing's happened good for them since. Yeah, uh, but that being said... I don't know who I'd put for that fourth because there's a website that Jackson from um, Tormenta or Tormenta fan uh, put out there and it shows the percentage chance of making the playoffs. Oh, man. Like Union Omaha's at a 99, Chattanooga's at like a 97. Those both make sense. Yeah, and then everything else is like Except for, like, North Carolina, which is, like, a .02%. Yeah, which, I mean, their recent fall, it makes sense. I, you know, I think North Texas is, they're doing what North Texas does, which is they, there are a bunch of young guys, so by the end of the season, and there are a bunch of young guys that have been uh, in, a, in an MLS academy. So all of a sudden they're starting to gel, and now they're making that surge. I could see them jumping into fourth or fifth, but yeah. I, that's not a guarantee. No. Uh, I, I don't. I hate to say this because I I love Elliot. I think he's a great guy. Richmond. I I think Richmond should be scared right now. Uh, I think he was putting out something earlier today for for River City '93 of like, have we hit the panic button? Are we hitting the panic button? And I think yes, they need to. Yeah, I mean, if that was Omaha right now, I would be. Yeah, I'd be freaking out because yes, it's a top six. Yes, half of the league makes the playoff. But they're not playing. I mean, even that Green, even that Greenville match on Saturday, I picked as a zero-zero draw because I worry that neither of those teams are really playing up to it. They're playing like Greenville normally does, which is they're relying on Akira in the back to keep them in matches. But having a two-goal lead and then 
falling and going to 2-2. Two well, two. And, and I mean, Terzaghi's, what, second in the Golden Boot race now? Yeah, but it's it's the Greenville problem, right? Yeah. They have one guy that's scoring goals. Greenville, Lomas stopped scoring, I mean, and Greenville's right falling now, off, too. Right now, we do. Right. Uh, I mean, granted, Dalton scored a goal, second goal. Well, technically, it's third goal of the season. OG uh, scored for us, finally, instead yeah. of scoring against us. So, like, we... We're still pretty widespread on who scores goals, but it's still... I think a big difference for us this season has been those games last year that turned into losses, we've at least kept them as draws, Mm -hmm. and that's been helping a ton. Yeah. Um, All right, so Ace's final question. So our success without Conway, with him being injured, after he's match fit, how soon do we play him? Do we work him in slowly? Do you just throw him to the fire? What's your thought? Uh, I'd say it was like an 80th minute sub, a 60th minute sub, and then I think he's fighting for his starting spot now. I, I can only base it off of how Jay handled the Dami situation yeah. because that's been our biggest injury that's been – and, and Dami came in as a sub and then was starting right after that. Scored a goal. Yeah, and scored a goal. But Dami has arguably no one to back him up. True. And the, not that uh, having broken ribs – is anything to scoff at, but yeah. a groin injury is a lot more one of those things that, like, so quickly it can go south. Where yeah. ribs, you can protect a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the big tell. And here's the thing. We're playing so well right now without Evan that you can bring him back slowly and not have to push, you know, yeah. as we said with Richmond, we don't have to push the panic button and go, oh, my God, we got to throw him in the lineup, even if he's only 80%. Yeah. Let's give him the chance to get healthy. You know, if he doesn't get a play this season, that might benefit us in the long run of him extending. Possibly. having a, I mean, you know, so that he can come back and have another full season. Yeah. Because um, really he's only played half of his professional season. Yeah. And, I mean, there's always the rumor that uh, Landon Donovan offered to... Bubblegum for him? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> uh, and then uh, was $100,000 was asked, which... You know, guy who's performing as well as he did last year. Yeah. Any other league in the world, that's dirt cheap. Well, and here's the thing. He's our player, so we get to set the price. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, Landon yeah. Donovan can cry about that all he wants. But oh, he will. He's our player. Uh, all right, you want to move on? That's, let's do it. All right, so Chris, I brought up Chris Headley earlier, but he asked some questions on uh, Twitter as well. His first question, with our attendance growing, what's the right number for seating in a soccer-specific stadium in Omaha proper, he says. So he does not want this in Sarpy County. He wants this in Omaha proper. I think 10. Yeah. Ten, 9 to 10. Um, I, I think Warner Park has the right number of seats. You do a 9,000 expandable to 10 for special events. Yeah. Um, I've always said 8 to 10, so that's right in that yeah. range, too. Like, you, you can't go anything over 10, I don't think. If you do, you're just looking at empty seats. Well, and if you have 10 and for – if we move up yeah. or if we bring in, like, maybe a, maybe higher profile friendly, yeah. you know, you, then you sell 10. Yeah. That's not that's nothing to scoff at. Here's the thing. Like, I heard this on the radio about uh, Nebraska football because everybody's like, do we worry about attendance numbers too much? And I think sometimes we do with – with Union Omaha, like, we worry about it too much. We, by far, in League One, have the highest attendance. But we're still underperforming the market. Oh, absolutely, we are. 
but we also are still in a pandemic where a variant is causing all kinds of issues, you know. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things like... But we're also in a location where there's oh, no God. public transportation. There's, nothing. There, nothing. there's three Ubers on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, your nearest hotel is three miles away. Well, and as we learned... Where you put your largest supporter section isn't exactly the best for acoustics either. So yeah. having a stadium that's a little bit more acoustically sound for everybody makes sense. So yeah, I think we're saying 8 to 10, 9 to 10. Um, Chris also asked, is there anything we would change about the tactics and strategy of offense and defense? Um, I think Ricky was brought in to help us change because we needed an Evan type up there to help Greg. I, I think, you know, we need to allow less shots on goal. Uh, that would be big. I, Jake has filled in very, very well. But, uh, but, but there's a reason that Jake wasn't the starter when the season started. Well, I mean, there's a reason why last season there's one starter consistently and yes. you rotated the pairing. Yeah, I agree. And we're definitely feeling that loss this year with a thin defense, yep. but that hopefully there's some uh, some push to get some depth back. Yeah, we need a reprieve. I mean, we need somebody. Yeah. Uh, even if even if somebody comes in and can be a, somebody that rotates with Jake. Yeah. Uh, all right, Connor asked, uh, this one's for you, Luke. Where's the most obscure place you would ever record? Maine does not count. I don't know that Maine's obscure, but... I mean, I didn't really think Maine's that obscure. Where would you? Where was the most obscure place you would record this podcast? I mean, where wouldn't we record this podcast? In order to get content, we would record this thing anywhere. Like, I mean... I've literally peed on this podcast, you, like you. During, so you have, yeah, anywhere. It didn't get edited out. It didn't. No, it was it was fantastic. Like uh, there have been chips eaten on this podcast. I mean, wherever we damn well please. Like the thing is, this content isn't really coming from anywhere else. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want it, you're gonna put up with our our, our, our like. <laughs> Our, our hiccups are on that one. Our not having any professional equipment and no two guys at a bar on a beautiful Tuesday night. I mean, the reality is not that this is not a, co- a complaint because I love doing this, but we yeah. do it for free. Yeah. I mean, we we do it because we love this team and we love talking about this team. And honestly, you and I would be doing this if we didn't have a, a, a recording in front of us. Yeah, We'd be it, texting or talking to each other about this team anyway. You're just the people listening. Right. I mean, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Please keep subscribing. Um, all right. Patrick had a couple other questions. Uh, he had his one earlier. Uh, first was, what pitfalls do you feel could prevent Union Omaha from achieving their ultimate goal, which to him was winning the league this year? Thin defense. Uh, thin defense. Um, I think I think finding someone that's get, like a North Texas in the playoff that's playing really hot at the time. Well, I mean, we play North Texas the last game of the yeah. regular season. Like, that could kill us. Yeah. Um, and that could kill us injury-wise because they play such a physical game. I still maintain we need to be in first place. All the, so they, they have to show the final in Warner Park mm. because well, it that, has to happen. That, that's if there's no snow and the... Uh... We play. No. 
USL they, wants to go to the European calendar. They're going to have to get used to some bad weather. Well, the the biggest issue is the irrigation will be be frozen. off. It's frozen. <laughs> so Werner Park is probably not a viable option. So we go to Morrison? Oh, final in Morrison? I, I, I doubt that. So, I, so I mean, we're at Caniglia. Man, let's go Memorial. We could sell it. I mean, if Garth Brooks can get 93,000 people to a Yeah, we, we can get five. We're better than Garth Brooks. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't mind Garth Brooks. But uh, All right, Patrick's other question. What's something we will always remember uh, off the pitch about the season so far, so up to this point? Off the pitch? Yeah. So he threw out there, like, uh, fundraisers, tailgates, stuff like that. It's all a big blur, Patrick. It's all a big blur. I will say something for me uh, was the pride raiser that Parliament did. Yeah. Um, and the reason it, one, it's something close to my heart, something that I believe in. But the fact that PFLAG hand wrote thank you notes to every donor, I got it. I, I get the uh, USPS, like, here's what's coming in the mail thing. And it had, like, Garrett and Kelly at the top. I'm like, who do I know from La Vista that's sending me a card? It was PFLAG sending me a thank you note, handwritten, saying, thanks for your donation. It means a lot. This is where it's going to. That's amazing, you know. Uh, but then that just reaffirmed how good I felt about our money going to a place like that. That, you know, yeah. shout out to Vic for getting that to happen. I mean, that was his connection, as yeah. far as I remember or understood. So. Yeah, I mean, it does go by so fast. So I, I can't believe we're halfway through the season. I mean, I'm still kind of shocked that it's not snowing outside and we're not watching uh, U.S. national team games at Ratskeller just to uh, get get something soccer-related. Yeah. I agree, yeah. I mean, considering this was about when the season was, like, just getting going yeah. last year, it feels pretty good. Uh, all right. Thomas had a couple questions, too. Uh, odds that, that Rashid, that Shido is transferred out of Omaha into another U.S. league, or he said a better league, so I don't know like if he means that better than MLS or what. Um, I don't think he gets transferred out. He's on a year plus one, as far as we know. He's got a lot of great options out there. He really is a next-level keeper. Yeah. Um, I, I can see him going just about anywhere he wants. I can see him staying too. I mean, yeah. we talked earlier about how much uh, how much he's felt like this community has embraced him, yeah. um, and you know, with football for the world working with him that way too. I I can see him if their options not good enough or something that he thinks makes sense. I can see him staying. Yeah. I mean, Dallas J. I mean, yes, he's older, but. But you he mean, stayed uh, in Greenville. Mr. Seven Nothing against China. Seven Nothing against China. Akira Fitzgerald, he stayed in the league. I mean, guys are staying if the opportunities aren't there. But Shido's younger. He is, but we've talked about height is the one thing that maybe holds him back. Yeah. But I can he's, see he's this. tall, but he's not tall. Yeah. And it, it, this has been his opportunity he didn't get in New Jersey. Yeah. Which was he actually is getting matches under his belt. He's he been the he's been the dude. So, um, I mean, would it shock me if he was gone after this season? No. I, I think we're looking at almost an entirely new roster next year. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and then I love this question from from Thomas as well. What players have been able to bloom being played out of position? I already know my answer. 
I mean, if we're looking across both seasons, uh, Dami. Okay. Dami came on after the injury in the midfield and scores a goal. That, that was great. I, I think Devin has bloomed being put – I mean, he's not technically playing. Devin doesn't have a position. That's fair. He is chaos. He is chaos. But for a guy that re- – I, I don't know his history as far as playing striker ever. But for a guy that's being lined up as a striker, even though he doesn't like to stay up top, that 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 was a crude move by Jay that a lot of us – Devin keeps being one of those guys who are like, really? Are we going to do – and then he was just like, yeah, dude, this is what I'm doing. He, and he booms it. He did does what's needed when it's needed. Yeah. He's your he's your consummate team player. Yeah. Put me in the position that makes the most sense, coach. I'll go out there and do the thing I need to do. And yeah. I'll put some napalm on the ball and burn a hole through it in it. Alright, so that's all the Twitter questions we had. Alright. Um, do we want to preview chat a little bit? Yeah. Let, let's talk about it. So we talked earlier uh, one versus two. Yep. After tonight's match. Uh, still one versus two. Still one and versus they have their game ahead of us. Their game ahead. Um, so we we have we have it's the two top teams going against each other. I, I liked how in the power rankings the league was trying to make the Madison North Texas El Plastico like the big match, and I was like, you got one versus two. What difference does it make? Like everybody should be watching that match. Yeah. If you're if you're a neutral, that's where the eyes are going to be. Um. So what are our expectations? What do we think going in? Feeling like a win? Yes. Although. I'm feeling like we're going to have an injury or two that's going to hurt us. Okay. And I don't think it's going to be broken ribs this time, but I think our guys have to come in, you know, wrist taped and maybe some knuckles on. Put, put your hands in the glue and then into yeah. the tacks. Yeah. Yeah. And then into the Skittles yes. and... Hey, <laughs> yo. Man, I was going blood sport and you went like hot shots part two. I did. <laughs> um... I, we've talked about this offline, but lineup-wise, the reason I think Ricky starts is because we got to be physical in the midfield. And I think Chaos Devin, I think a guy like JP, uh, with Toby on the bench that can come in, because one of those two midfielders is probably getting a yellow card in the, in the, in the center mids. Uh, having having Doyle and, and somebody else, I don't know, Amir, somebody on the wing, we're just going to have to have guys that want to get in there and be gritty and not take be able to fall down from every Doyle little Doyle and Hurst playing back in chat, I think, are the obvious calls. Yeah. However, I wouldn't put Doyle out there. Um, I'd look more for Emir or put Toby in and do two defensive mids. Okay. Uh, JP can work very well as an attacking mid. It's true. But has the defensive mindset where he's going to put the work in. Yeah. So you push. Uh, you're pushing Devin outside. Yeah. Who's on the other side? I mean, for that, I'd probably put a mirror. That, and I'm thinking the same thing because of the defense that he provides yeah. and the cover he can provide for either Sosa or yeah. Dami. I, and, and we know that he can take fouls and get hacked. And still score a goal. Yeah. So, I I just you got to have guys that can hold up against the pressure and in, in the fouls because we know they're going to play heavy tackle. Bring, bring it back to the early early words on the brand from Gary. Chip on the shoulder. Yeah. 
and I feel like Amir is a guy who embodies that more than anybody else on our team. Yeah, I mean, a guy that was uh, the first ever draft pick from the University of, Nor- of uh, Omaha. God, I almost said Northern Iowa because that's my school. And I've only had one beer. This is bad. Um, but, you know, University of Nebraska, Omaha, um, first ever draft pick out of the school. It. For him, for him to be in League One right now, I think, yeah, there, there's definitely got to be that chip on your shoulder. And I think he appreciates Jay giving him that opportunity, and he's taken it and run with it. No, I I think he – like, he never cut into the MLS. He got drafted, but then um, St. Louis, he played a bit in um, – Championship. Well, a little bit in championship. Um, but where where was it? Uh, Albania, I want to say? No. That, that's not right. I'll look it up. You keep going. Yeah. Um, but then apparently had like a good transfer set up last year just prior to COVID and fell through because of COVID. I just want to say if you Google Amir AL, it brings his name up as the second choice. How amazing is that? Well, I feel like you might also be Google knows you. Google's stalking you. So he was with the uh, St. Louis Lions, a team in Mississippi, Sounders FC2 in 16. St. Louis FC, then I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. It was only five appearances. It was actually it was actually in Bosnia. Okay. And then he played for Fresno in 19. And now he's with us, obviously. So um, Played 21 times for Fresno in 19, though. Yeah. Scored two goals. So, I mean, considering Fresno's side and who they who's gone on from that team... I think he's actually a very good fit for Omaha. Yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, I'm, I've been very pleased with him. I, I know you're saying we have an entirely new roster. I think guys, he's a guy that may stay. Yeah. And I don't know his contract situation, but even even with the if it's a one and one, that's definitely he doesn't have to stay. But I think he's a guy that stays. I. I think that. Uh, from from the times talking with Greg and the other people that have had the chance to talk to him, he is at home here right now. And outside of somebody giving him an, an insane chance, like an MLS squad, yeah. I, I see him wanting to stay just because he likes where he's at too. So I think we lose other guys, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, Shido, Tommy. Yeah, I mean. And guys like that. Like guys who are on their second year here, and this has given them the chance to flourish. Especially young guys. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we kind of talked about this a little bit with experimenting with the lineup. Did do you think Jay was resting guys against Tucson? Yes. Yeah. I, the fact that Elma was on the wing tells you tells I, me everything I needed. I think Elma has been working for a starting position and putting in the minutes to do so. Yeah. However. I still don't think he's a top choice starter. No, and I think playing him out of position, even if he's been practicing there, yep. that has to be the first time he's started on the wing for us. I can't think of another time that he's been outside like that. Yeah. So, I, you know, and you could just tell he wasn't fully comfortable there. So, I, yeah, I think we rested, guys. And it yeah. made sense. It's that That's a team to rest people against going into one versus two. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing I put on our outline, um, we have fans traveling down to Tennessee. Yeah, four of us. Four of you? Yeah. So Luke's going. I'm not. Yep. Who else is going? Hunter is going with you? Hunter, uh, JR, and Tim. So it's um, 
from what I understand, on a Saturday game day. Big big game day down there at uh, CHI Memorial Park. Uh, the Chai. The Chai. Uh, they get maybe 15 people in their supporter section. Is that even... A- they, they have a nice supporter section. Yeah. You, you can see it. Can't but, wait for ours. Yeah. Uh, so we can show people what it's like to have people in a supporter section. Yeah. But 15, uh, 15 active supporters. I don't think they have drums. I don't think they have flags. So we'll see what... We, we sent six down to Greenville, and we got the entire uh, student section, uh, all the high schoolers uh, chanting along with us. So we'll see what yes. four can do. <laughs> You're definitely going to turn the... Turn the tide down there, especially if Greg goes off on this team. Well, I mean, it'd be, it'd be great. It, it'd just be great to see Greg just light it up. Smidgen of, of revenge. Uh, fun, fun fact. One of the roads uh, next to the entrance road to to the park is Hurst Road. Oh. Uh, I don't know if that was named after our. Uh... No, but do they call that the Hurst End? You know. Ooh. I, I hope so. That's a I very so. European thing to do. It would be. It's like my Manchester United, they got the Stretford end. Yeah. It's themed after a street. What are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, best of luck traveling and uh, make make a crap ton of noise because we're going to be able to hear you, I think, on the broadcast. Yeah, I mean, tonight you could hear, like, the children playing, uh, you know, tag on the berm they have. So. I mean... Good for those kids. Yeah, they were having a great time. That's, yeah, it sounds like my daughter when she goes to the <laughs> matches. She goes. I don't know how much she watches, but yeah. she's there. So no, I hope I hope it's a safe trip for you guys. Yeah. Um, I'll be holding it down at Rathskeller. So great location to watch. Yeah, I had a lot of fun there. Tucson last weekend. I know uh, the team and the team's doing the official one as well. Uh, yeah, I believe they're doing one at Apoca, which okay. great location, good tacos. Yeah. Um, so two two possibilities. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, get out, watch it, cheer on with uh, with whoever's there. Is the uh, is the Lincoln Group doing a watch party? Yes, the Altras. Um, the Altras. Um, they're hosting at White Elm this Saturday. There we go. Shout so, out, Lip. Yeah. So you've got three watch party locations. If yeah. you don't want to drive down to Chattanooga with me, and if you don't want to travel from Omaha from Lincoln, yeah. So. Hung out with Lip the last weekend, but not at a soccer thing. So I mean, I understand sometimes bands tour seems so, weird. Sometimes, sometimes people go down and have too much beer and watch punk music and sing with people that aren't soccer songs. Oh, that's a, that sounds unlikely. Yeah, I know. It, it yeah. definitely did not happen. So, um, all right. Well, I think hopefully we get back on a regular recording schedule after yeah. this, so we can have some more. Hashtag content. Hashtag content. So, all right. Well, all right. good talking to you. Well, one question. Oh, yeah. We got a last question. You go for it. Who gives it? We do. Oh.